Welcome to the No Huddle Show podcast. I'm your host, Mike Kay, here with my co-host, Zach Rosenblatt, at the NovaCare Complex following the Eagles' 14th training camp practice. It was a light day, Zach. What did you think? I was happy it was a light day. Those those two-hour and 35-minute uh, practice, I, I mean, I know our, we're, like, really, you know, physically exerting ourselves out there the way I have to use my pen on the notepad. Like, my, my wrist gets really sore, but it just... <laughs> You're such a hero. You're so brave. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but it... It is nice to have like a light one after you have you know the game day and then you have a couple of they had a couple of intense practices. Although today did get intense, like the the, the tempers were flaring. Um, Andre Dillard was involved in most of it actually. The rookie has some he was really intense. I get uh, intensity was there. Uh, I know he like blindsided. I think Jonathan Cyprian at one point and Cyprian had to be held back. I didn't see the play happen. Um, and then there was like a scuffle. We couldn't really see from the angle we were at, and it, we saw Derek Barnett. In, involved with it, but we could not figure out for the life yeah, who the line right. was. And then after practice, I guess uh, Dillard had to be like calmed down by Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson. He was like pretty emotional. So it was, and Barnett came over and hugged him. But I mean, that uh, it's those don't happen as often as they used to back in like the two a days times. The fact that this is pretty much the first scuffle. There, I think there was like a minor one at some. Yeah, point. there was one between but, Casey Tucker and Sharif Miller, and then Casey yeah. Tucker got put on IR with a Ooh, concussion. And, so and, I, and, I, and, not that I'm connected. And then he was released. Yeah, <laughs> not that I'm connecting uh, that. But it, but it is interesting how like much like the environment around practice has changed because they are competing, but you're not you're you're just not supposed to go as hard. And sometimes that angers guys. Like I think we've even talked about how Andrew Sandejo sometimes he seems like the type of guy that's going to start a fight because he still hits hard when you're not supposed to. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should point out what's funny about all this is this was during a ten 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 practice where basically the offense and defense are giving each other good looks in game situations like the defense will ask for you know big nickel coverage or the the defense will ask for uh 12 personnel so that they can see practice against that look and the offense will look for uh you know a dime defense you know stuff like that so this is meant to be like kind of like a uh a more intense install period at, at competition than than anything else and so it's just very weird that you would have physicality during that type of session. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there is some irony in the fact that the practice they chose to all get riled up on was this one. Yeah, I mean, this is also their, one of their quickest practices of the of, of in a while, the whole load. Like, so since Nam, yeah, since Nam, you love that joke. Um, <laughs> people laugh at that. So, <laughs> so you certainly do. Um, hey, so nice. we're basically one practice away for, from the actual from training, training camp, camp and air quotes. Yeah, yeah, training camp's conclusion. So we've got a lot to talk about. You know, there have been some roster moves over the last couple of days. They're, they're, the depth chart's sort of kind of figuring itself out a little bit, even though there's like a ton of injuries. So we've got to we, talk we about... We still a good idea of like what the 2 deep is, I feel like. Though. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got to talk about some of these significant injuries. And then I know you have a game you want to play. I know I'm, I'm playing host for the first time. Yeah, uh, we're testing it out. Let's yeah, know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can't be much worse than the previous host. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> but we're going to let you get to that game soon. So first I want to talk about um, a minor move that actually probably in the eyes of a lot of people that like pay attention means, to the yeah. draft yeah. Uh, is a major move oh, okay. You're talking in, in Sheldon Gibson. Yeah. So Sheldon Gibson was released on uh, Sunday night 
Um, he'd been battling an ankle injury. He was waived with an injury designation. So tell, tell him who they signed to replace him because he has a name. Sojourn Shelton. His name is Sojourn. <laughs> I mean, is, I, two pretty, Sheldons. Yeah, yeah, two Sheldons. In you the know. same transaction. It's You're wild. only allowed to have so, one Shelton with a team. They signed some pretty good names. Like Sojourn Shelton is like a high quality name. <laughs> yeah, and he got a he took a high quality beating. Yeah, he, in also, why are you signing a like five foot five t- corner? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Gibson. So Gibson was a fifth-round pick in 2017. He caught three passes for 59 yards over the span of his tenure with the Eagles. Became a pretty good gunner on special teams. Uh, I feel like that line was thrown around a little too much without people like actually. Like, yeah, you can be a gunner if you play. Was he that? Was he that great as a gunner? He did some nice things, <laughs> but that's like, like, but that's like the funny thing. That's like the right. reason why he stuck around this whole time. Pretty much. Right. He never developed And because on he was drafted. Yeah, he never developed on offense. Like, you could really see signs during the season that they really didn't want to put him on. He caught a 48-yard pass in a game, and then they just basically forgot he existed. They, they chose Kamar Aiken, Jordan and Matthews, and uh, Marcus, Marcus Wheaton over him repeatedly. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean... And DeAndre I, Carter. The, when I knew that this was going to be a make-or-break off season is when... They had him inactive for Week 17, even though he was supposedly the team's best gunner. Yeah, exactly. And they, Week 17 was supposed to be an important game. I yeah, mean, they, they weren't guaranteed to make the playoffs. Yeah. Right. And he looked dejected in the like after the game. So, you know, he's now going to be probably reverted to IR. He'll probably get an injury settlement eventually. Joe D picks him up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. He was way with an injury designation. Typically, teams don't like to do that. There's kind of an unwritten rule in the NFL. Bill Belichick doesn't seem to care about that unwritten rule. Uh, the Browns that's, didn't that's care that's about that's it either. Because unwritten rules are dumb, and you, you should not try and have a competitive advantage. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if Joe Douglas wants to... <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be that mad if they pick up... <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't Obviously, think so either. He's a good kid. But. Whatever. The, the, the moral of this whole story <laughs> is Shelton Gibson, a former draft pick, uh, is now not going to be playing for the Eagles this season, most likely, unless he gets like an injury settlement and comes back in like week 15. But so, I mean, we both covered him only for a year, but is this a big loss for them? I, I, don't, I don't think it's a big loss. It's just more like the overarching what it means about that 2017 draft. Because if you look at it, so... I mean, you, I mean, you can't control injuries, but so Derek Barnett missed most of his second season. Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones has missed most of his two years in the league, but they knew what they, like, Sidney Jones, like, that, this is his mm-hmm. second year. Like, this is right. when you started valuing Sidney Jones, I think. Same Rasool, with Barnett. Rasool, uh, Rasool, he was the best pick, if you think about it, in that draft. Or the, at least, at least the most durable. Yes, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, but relative to value and how the role he's played. Yeah. Um, fourth round, Donald Pumphrey, one of the worst of the Howie Roseman era. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac Hollins was first actually picked right before three Cohen, and we, I mean, he broke his groin. I don't know. Uh, yeah, what a great he, injury. He's, he's a nine year old man with a bad hip now. Yeah. Like a, uh, but he missed all, again, you can't control injuries, but he missed all of last year and he's barely mm-hmm. been around. Um, fifth round is Shelton Gibson, who they just cut and didn't play a role here. Uh, sixth round, they cut Nate Gary initially and then eventually brought him back. But the idea that they cut <laughs> him. He wasn't a fourth. Uh, he was a fifth rounder, too. Oh, he was in the fifth round? Okay, yeah. I thought he was sixth. And then sixth round was Elijah Qualls. Yeah. Who, who they cut last year. Who's bounced around So that everywhere. means they basically have one rookie from this class who you could say contributed to both of his seasons in the league. Yeah. And, is go- and, you know, Barnett is, we've talked about how important he is. But 
it's kind of interesting that that was the year they won the Super Bowl and that that draft really I mean Barnett played a role that year but that was a bad draft like and you and I have talked about this like off air how maybe they gave maybe like Joe Douglas has, has clearly done a great he did a great job of valuing guys in the margins and he did a good job with the the higher end draft picks but I, maybe his like back of the like fifth to seventh round range wasn't as good as advertised. Yeah, I think I think I, I don't think we can say it's a bad draft class now, yeah. but I think this is a massive Does, year for the class. Yes. Like this well, is gonna make the, her, but most of the class isn't even on the team anymore. Is right. The point. This yeah. is gonna make or break the class because Unless Derek Barnett Donnell makes it. You know. Yeah, De- Derek Barnett needs to have a really big year. Sidney Jones needs to stay healthy, and Rasul Douglas needs to find a long term role. So I think those are the three guys. It was always the three guys. The funny thing is, you feel the best problem, like safest with Razul because you yeah. like know what you have in him at least. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's interesting that they that Sheldon Sheldon Gibson was probably the first interesting cut they've made. You know, they got rid of BJ Bello. Excuse me. They all got the, rid- for all the Bello heads out there. Yeah, yeah. Bello head. <laughs> what up? Um, they got rid of Anthony Rush. They got rid of uh, Godwin Iwabuki, and they got rid of Alex Brown. And those were guys that got actually picked up pretty quickly afterwards. Um, I think uh, the next thing we really should discuss is the injuries because that is sort of why Sheldon Gibson was dropped, you know? I mean, he, he had trouble, trouble staying healthy his whole time here. Yeah, I mean, but but when you look at, you know, they're bringing in another cornerback, you still have Craven LeBlanc sideline with a foot injury. Jalen, yeah. Jalen's still on PUP. Darby hasn't done 11 on 11 yet. Right. I mean, when you really look at it, though, like, it's not looking good for Jalen Mills. Like, he's being... Gonna, I mean, he's going to be on PUP at the minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what I mean. So, um... I think he was running off to the side uh, earlier this week, but... I think somebody said I didn't see it, so I can't confirm that. <laughs> in positive injury news, Paul Warlow took part in 11-on-11 11 11 drills on Monday for the first time. He's been out there for a couple of days. Boston Scott returned from his ankle injury. Uh, DeAndre Tompkins had, gone, had suffered a shoulder injury against the Titans. He's now back out there. But, you know, we haven't seen Fletcher Cox in a while. Lane Johnson and Dallas Goddard have basically been ruled out for the rest of the preseason. Yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere, too, because Goddard played in the preseason game. Right. Um, you look at guys like, uh, well, Shelton Gibson, obviously injured before that. I mean, Hassan Ridgeway, concussion, he's been out. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Hall was a standout in the preseason game. He's been missing. He went back in after he hurt his shoulder, and he's been out since then. And he, and I mean, we'll probably talk about this in a second, but, I mean, he's he was fighting for a roster spot anyway, and then they just signed Eli Harold, so. Yeah, Eli Harold's another guy. Or they traded for him. Sorry, they traded uh, Ryan uh, Bates, who's best known first time with the Eagles for throwing up. Yeah, <laughs> believe me, it was like a movie. And, and it was for, it was like an SNL skit. How much he and threw. for a post draft podcast where you were almost ready to guarantee him making the team. By the way, he might make the Bills. Um, <laughs> That's a team. Not yeah, <laughs> but anyway, so hey, they got him some value. You know, Eli <laughs> sure. Harold. Yeah, if Eli Harold becomes something. Yeah. Um, so. You know, there's just a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of injured guys. There's guys that are going to get the opportunity. Nate to Sudfeld, up. also, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Nate Sudfeld, Camus J. Hill. Like, there's some notable role players out. And that's, that's funny. Like, it's none of these guys are ones that like their season's over because they're not playing. But it's still like it adds up. Yeah, and and it's going to play into the numbers crunch when final cuts come because. If you've got a guy who's a two or three week injury and he's a notable player, you're going to keep him on the active roster because you don't want to put him on IR because then he's going to miss like a significant amount of time. So, um, 
I, I think when you look at the injuries, guys at linebacker, guys at corner, guys at um, on the offensive line, they're going to get the opportunity to step up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, where I would expect the second teams to both be featured pretty heavily. I don't know if Nick Foles is going to play. I would doubt it. Um, what? A, by the way, what I was saying to somebody earlier, like what a waste of a uh, Jaguars Eagles like Nick Foles reunion. It's just like a, the second preseason game. But you know what's big, right? What? It's Cody Kessler week. Uh-huh. So. You know, there's I mean, that. You All back jokes. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I just hit a blind. <laughs> that was that was some karma right there. Yeah, well, anyway. So we won't spend too much time on Cody Kessler. I think we covered him enough yeah. on the last podcast. I, I would agree. So would our, our listeners. <laughs> maybe um, for the year, even. Yeah, I don't maybe. <laughs> we just, like, ignore him. He'll yeah, be the guy to mention him. Yeah, the he, guy he that plays for Carson Wentz in yeah. week three, and we don't talk yeah. about yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Zach... Uh, I know you wanted to, to do uh, play a little game. Well, well, before we get into that, uh, we did I want to say we did talk to position coaches on Friday. Um, I was just curious if there was anything that that you took away from or anything interesting you gathered. Absolutely you nothing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because um, I mean, you had I mean, uh, like I'm trying to think. Oh, you had a, what was the funny quote that Jeff Stoutland said about Wiz? Oh yeah. So Wiz I asked Stout, I asked Stoutland about Wiz. Wisniewski's snapping issue and he was basically talking about how like before practice they have the center snap to their imaginary friends I don't even really know what that even means <laughs> but like they're snapping before practice and working on it Wisniewski's had a brutal stretch of just bad snaps like he has at least one a game typically and it's or one a practice excuse me and so I mean I don't know I don't know how you can trust him as your backup center I know, if he's not I'm, I'm increasingly convinced that he's not he's like the percentage is going down of my belief that he makes the team like i, I don't know who you replace him with maybe herbig they seem to like him yeah uh and he is a veteran so maybe was he is, i don't know how the best of veteran thing works is he, is he a vested veteran like yes so if they could hypothetically cut him and then brought him back kind of thing they could yeah no, nobody was interested in him in free agency yeah i mean i think he could be a guy that kind of uh, is hurt by the amount of injuries that they have, and you can cut him. Yeah, like you said, for for week one, he's not on the roster. His contract wouldn't become guaranteed. You bring him back so week two. We should go. So who are the guys that we should keep it? That fans should keep an eye on for the vested veteran things. I think that's notable because that's the hard part about projecting fifty three man rosters because there's the initial fifty three, and then there's the fifty three that when they actually play week one. Right. So, so like the, the Orlando Skandrick is one. Right. Skandrick's a guy that they. I mean, they'd really need Darby to be one hundred percent ready to go. Um, another guy, Zach Brown, Zach Brown, LJ Fort, um, Cyprian, Cyprian, um, trying to think of the defensive line. I don't think they have any guys. Uh, Eli Harold would be a guy. Was he vested? Yes. He's been, I guess he's been in the league since 2015. Um, I'm trying to think, uh. Wide receiver Charles Johnson. Warlow? Well, he has. Warlow, yeah. He gets his contract pretty small, but. Yeah, I mean, he got a little over the middle, yeah. so it's not really that big of a deal. But then again, you know, for that, you don't want it to be guaranteed. You don't necessarily yeah. need or want it to be guaranteed. And he seems like a guy that, that if they needed a linebacker in a pinch, they would bring back anyway. Yeah. Some notable veterans who are not actually vested are Cody Kessler. Oh, really? Mac Hollins. Yeah, you have to have four years of service. <laughs> See, Kessler feels like a guy who's been in the league longer than right, he has. Right, exactly. You know? Um, you know, a guy like um, 
Richard Rogers is a guy who would be a vested veteran. Yeah, they gave him like a two-year deal anyway, but yeah. Josh Perkins is not a vested veteran. Uh, See, I think this is notable because that like factors into the team's decision making. Mm-hmm. Although, that, saw, although last year for no for no reason at all they kept Wheaton. Yeah, who was a vested veteran. And then they cut him. Like, yeah, I mean, that was a weird. Probably had a man I mean, it wasn't that. Much. It still was like a weird. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Hall is not a vested veteran, even though he's been around for a bit. Um, like, like Hassan Ridgeway is not a vested veteran. Mark and Michelle is not. Like, yeah. Not that, even though um, he's 26. I'm trying to think of, like, actual, like, That's obviously. Much, that pretty much is, like, yeah. the important. I mean, Zendejo. Yeah, Zendejo would be a guy who's a vested veteran. Um, I think it, it more oh, Blake Countess would also be a vested veteran. more comes down to, like, are you sure you're going to get him through waivers kind of thing. Actually, Blake Countess guess. would not be a vested veteran. Yeah. He's only been for three. Sorry. Um, yeah, so it, that's going to factor into their cuts. Um, I think that's the interesting thing about fifty-three man, because like got even guys like Cravon, they can't put him on IR until week one. Right. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so to explain that, yeah, um, if you're going to put a guy on IR and you have just the inkling that you might want him to return, he has to be on the initial fifty-three man roster before you put him on IR. So when you see the... the like fi- Richard Rogers last year and uh, Mac Hollins too. Right. So when you see the initial 53 and they've still got, let's say, you know, Cravon and, you know, somebody else who was injured but made the team, chances are they're planning to put him on IR at some point in that first week. It's just a matter of... When that normally happens is... A bunch of guys are now on the waiver wire after final cuts, but your initial 53 has been set. So the next day, you can claim guys off the waivers and then put other guys on IR. Yeah. So so jumping off like the 53-minute thing, I was just kind of curious. So we've had the Thursday night game and then, what, uh, three practices that Mm -hmm. we've since? Is there anyone that you think has particularly helped or hurt themselves? The guy that I think has hurt himself the most is Josh Adams. Yeah, I think that's... McGarrity wasn't on great standing, but then he fumbled the ball in the game. I don't think he's ran the ball particularly well in practice either. Uh, I know Jimmy Kemsky had a pretty funny video kind of make fun of him. It was more fake making fun of somebody else yeah. from a run last year. He's, he's got, You and I were both high on him, and I, maybe we just missed the boat on it. I don't know. Uh, Charles Johnson's the guy Charles that, Johnson, uh, yeah. that I think uh, he's yeah, dropped. because they've given him every chance, too, because he's always running with the first team with Mac not out there. Yeah, he's dropped a few passes. He's kind of been slow on some routes. It doesn't seem like Wentz and him have the con- connection they did during the offseason. They tried to, though. They target him. Yeah, so so that's what I'll say about that. Then the positive guy is LJ Ford. Yeah, Not, no yeah we were talking about him. Yeah, LJ Ford has he's had... Like, he's, he's a little more athletic than I expected, but he also is like... Really aggressive, which I didn't. You don't. You never know about a special teams based guy. Yeah, the Steelers used him only on defense and pa- on passing yeah. downs. But I was talking to him in the locker room, and he said he really likes playing the run, and he thinks that he's really good at it. He is kind of like a tradition, from a size standpoint. He's more of a traditional weak side linebacker where he's going to hunt for the ball and rack up, rake, you know, rack up tackles and stuff like that. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He sees all the stuff that's on social media about the compensatory picks and all that stuff. He's out there to prove it. He wants to prove it. He doesn't want to be given a job, and I think with Camus Grugier-Hill sideline, Zach Brown struggling to pick up the playbook, seemingly, and Nigel Brown on the sideline, LJ Ford's kind of the guy who's been earmarked as the backup middle linebacker. He's been calling plays with Paul Warlow not out there either. Um, I think this linebacker group's interesting because any of the top 
seven guys could probably make this roster All based on the case, yeah. Yeah, so like when I talk about that, I'm talking about Nigel Brown, Camugra J. Hill, Zach Brown, Alex Singleton, LJ Fort, uh, TJ Edwards. TJ Edwards. Paul Warlow, like those seven guys could all realistically... Sante Brown. Well, no, he's got no shot. But, um, sorry, Sante. But, uh... Devoted listener of the No Hey, man, you can come on whenever you... You're going to be a co-host probably by next... By the season starts. That would actually be a really good perspective, to be honest. Um, so... That's the guy that's impressed me. Who's the guy that's kind of... Well, so the the injury has kind of hurt him, but Deshaun Hall, I thought, really helped himself Mm -hmm. on Thursday. Uh, The coaches have raved about a little bit, so it depends on how serious it... I mean, the fact that they signed Harold right after... I don't know if Hall affects whether they wanted to trade for Harold or not, but he's a guy that, you know, he wasn't... Nobody was really talking about him. It was all Joe Osman. Then Joe Osman gets hurt, and he has been rushing the pasture pretty well in practice throughout camp, too, so Mm -hmm. he's a guy I had my eye on. Um... And then offense, I mean, Mark and Michelle didn't hurt himself, I would say. I don't, like, he had a great – it was one play, but the, it seems like the coaches really like him. I still don't know if he can make the team, uh, especially if Mac Hollins is still locked in as the fifth receiver for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Mac Hollins has boosted his stock by staying healthy for more than five minutes. So yeah. I think he had a good catch in practice yesterday, right? Yeah. Where, you, where it sounded like bubble wrap. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he ran like a comeback, and it hit his pads, and I, I turned his ass, and I'm like, that sounded like bubble wrap. And at this point, I, I completely understand if you put bubble wrap under his pads. I, I'm, I'm also – well, I'll just imagine him being like Bubble Boy out there and practicing. Like, <laughs> they're just really trying not to get him sick or anything. I mean, I bet, like if he he seems like he's willing to make fun of himself. I, if somebody approached him with that nickname, I think he'd embrace oh, it. Um, yeah. Uh, so so come on, let's, let's we're talking about standouts. Give me some rapid fire. Let's do this. Let's yeah, do yeah. I was excited throw, for this. Just throw some na- some rapid fire thoughts at you. I'll throw one because he had a play today. Keegan Render. Keegan Render, he's an interesting guy because if Wisniewski doesn't work out at center, Render's been the like the third string center pretty much throughout training camp. I've never seen him make a bad snap. He's well, a what did he do today that had nothing to do with blocking? Oh, he scored a touchdown. Yeah. I was very excited. I didn't see how he scored a touchdown. I just looked up and saw he was in the end zone <laughs> yeah. of the ball. But you know, that's he was saying I heard him overheard him uh, talking after and he said uh he he was like really focused on making sure he didn't he made it seem like he was gonna try and block a guy and then it, the guy ran by him and he ran in the end zone for the touchdown. That'll be his moment in the sun. Hey man, I'm a big fan of <laughs> Iowa offensive linemen, so I think you know. <laughs> All right. All right, let's see what we got here. Avante Maddox. We haven't talked about him in a while. He uh, He's had some good plays over the week. I just think he's steady and consistent. I think quarterbacks are kind of avoiding. Great pick. He had a great interception yesterday, the one that uh, was a bad throw from Carson. He, like, tipped off of J.J. Uh, Arcega Whiteside's hands, and he, like, dove, dove and cut Yeah, down. it was a nice play. Rodney Cloud in coverage. Um so, Marty McLeod came up like uh, a little limpy after that, but he, just, he says he's fine. Yeah, and he had the veteran day off today, we should note. Um, yeah, what else you got? Uh, let's see, Derek Barnett. Derek? Because he's finally been doing 11 on 11, so. Derek Barnett made a man cry today, so I think he's doing pretty well. <laughs> um, no, Derek's looked good. Uh, I, I think they've been easing him back, knowing that he's going to be ready to go and I, that was not a, an injury I had any concern about because it did kind of seem like they were taking their time I mean Josh Adams had the same surgery later yeah and so if Josh Adams it's can take back, it yeah. you're just protecting your asset so I thought well I like that protecting your, your assets <laughs> yeah there you go there you go this is a, this is a family show <laughs> Trayvon Hester 
He had a good game. Well, he had that play the other day. I think Trayvon Hester's going to be one of those guys that's like a utility dude that sticks around forever. Like, I know that sounds very weird, but like one of those guys that just... I think Jim Schwartz really likes him, too. He's like a nameless dude that you, you've you constantly... You you see six years later, and you're like, wow, he's still on the team. That's impressive. You know, like a Najee Good for like the defensive line. I could see him being that type of guy. I mean, he's had two <laughs> block kicks. Like, that's something yeah. for a defensive yeah. lineman. Yeah. Uh, your boy Malik... So, here's the thing. I know, you, I know you talked to him yesterday, so... Yeah, he's a guy that really wants to earn his job. He doesn't want to be given it. Which he and, he and Timmy, which is weird because he and Timmy Jernigan are having a, uh, seemingly having a competition and they're going to rotate because Malik's the better three technique, the better rusher, and Jernigan's the better against the run, playing zero and one technique, opposite Fletcher Cox. Jernigan's having a better camp. Like... I don't think it's close either. Um, I didn't notice Jernigan in the game the other day. Yeah, well, Malik, I mean... Malik almost got a forced fumble on one play. Right. I mean, I think Malik's more of a gamer anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. I think he's really kind of been humbled by what happened in Jacksonville, and I think he's really... Going back. Yeah, he's a pr- he's approaching this the right way, if there is one, for a guy who was a former pro bowler just two years ago and somewhat seemingly got scapegoated because of his contract. Um, he's going to be somebody I, I would bet that he plays against Jacksonville. This is a big thing for him. Well, yeah, because I, I mean, I was I was eavesdropping a little bit on you guys talking. <laughs> yeah, you and, are weird like that. <laughs> I, I just walk, I was walking by because I think you would ask him like why he played in the in the first game, and it was because he wanted to like prove himself or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I find that inter- that's like an interesting because he just got like a nice contract. He's been paid quite a bit. He obviously didn't have to play in that game. Yeah, he's a guy that's known for wanting to. M- live up to his contracts like when he made when he got that hundred million dollar deal in Jacksonville he was like I want to make every cent of this and I want to earn it I I think he's a very self-aware guy and I think uh man I feel bad for whoever's gonna play left guard in that game in that preseason game I mean Andrew Norwell is their starting left guard but if they don't play him some scrub Jackson is gonna be motivated to get in there yeah it's gonna be fun I hope Foles plays like a series he probably won't I would yeah, uh, probably so, bet against so it. Jake Elliott, we haven't really talked about him much. Really inconsistent. Has been missing some kicks in practice. Missed a forty yarder in the preseason game. I was of the belief that they should have brought in a, in a leg, not necessarily for competition's sake, but to keep his leg fresh. fresh. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not getting a ton of field goal reps, but you're also putting him in a situation where when he misses, he's the only guy missing. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how he does over the next two preseason games because if he continues to be inconsistent, you've got to do something. Like maybe, even if it's bringing in like a kickoff specialist for like a week or whatever. But I doubt they do that. Yeah, I, I doubt they do that. But um, he of the three specialists, he's the one guy that's really sticking out as kind of having kind of an up and down. Say so another guy we haven't talked about much, but I think coach has been really happy with is Isaac Sayamalo. Yeah, Isaac's been playing very, very well. They really like him as both the starting left tack, uh, left guard and the backup, backup center. center. Yeah, um, and the, he can snap pretty well. I was say, the fact that we haven't heard his name much is like really a good sign because in the past he was either because of bad snaps or he was playing poorly. So, yeah, and I talk, progress is good. I spoke with him a few 
days or a few weeks ago and asked him kind of, you know, what's the goal? He's like, I want to be held to the same standard as the four pro bowlers on my offensive line. He wants more than that. His extension wasn't very big for a starting guard. um, And I think he knows that. I think he's very well aware and he wants to prove himself. And I think he's got all the tools to be a successful guard in the NFL. He did some great things last year. He did some good things last year. He did some bad things last year. It's correcting those bad things. All right, uh, Clayton Thorson. He, he since his bad game, he's been he hasn't done any glaring errors, is how I describe it. Like he, has, he hasn't had any amazing throws. What or what can be said about Clayton Thorson that hasn't been said about the Titanic? I mean, there it's really one of those. He is. I mean, look, even when he's making throws, they're not they're not great. I mean. It's just, it's, why, you didn't find that Titanic joke funny? I thought it was pretty funny. Um, no, Thorson, Thorson's had some moments in practice as of late, but it's just, like, it's too little too late. It doesn't, he's not, even when he makes a nice pass, there's still two bad ones that he's going to throw. I, I'm perplexed at, at, at them using a fifth-round pick in a five-pick draft. One thing I don't get about... Him is they they don't give him the rep like they don't give him a chance to get going in practice. Well, I mean that's t- it's typical for a third or fourth yeah, but if, quarterback. If, like but they use a draft pick on this kid and they they need to figure out if he's even even capable of being like he. It's hard. I understand he hasn't been good, but it's also hard for him to get in a groove when he does two handoffs and one throw and then they pull him out right away. Like, I think that's fair. I, I think I, I think your point is fair. I think um, I get why like that that's what you do with the third string guy. But. Yeah, like even Cody didn't really have a lot of reps today. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe they've made their mind up. Maybe they know that they're going to keep many anyway. Or maybe they, made, yeah, maybe they made their mind up in either direction. Right. So he'll be somebody to watch. I'm hoping he'll get more reps this week than last week probably in the game. In the game, yeah, like maybe. fourth quarter or something. I'd like to see a full game of him. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I think it might be dangerous for his teammates, but I would really like It'll to see a full game. Christian Hackenberg level excitement there. Yeah, I mean, I think... I how, think did you get, how did this get thrown? We need to keep that going. That will be the name of the fourth episode, uh, for uh, the the recap of the fourth uh, <laughs> fourth preseason game. If he gets the whole game, which I hope he does. <laughs> it's just a how did this get thrown game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Corey Clement. What cause I thought it was, I thought it's been interesting that uh, maybe they're easing him back and maybe they aren't worried about him, but he's only been running with uh, like third, third and fourth string guy or second and third string guys, and. It's, I, maybe it's hard for him to get things. I haven't really seen anything from him, so I'm, I think he's safe still. But I just find it interesting that they, he seems healthy now, and they still haven't like done anything with him. I think they're trying to see a lot of what they have in Jordan and, and Miles and Darren with the first team. I, I don't think. Well, I, don't, I, I don't necessarily think he would play with the first team, but I would think he'd be getting more reps than Wendell Smallwood. Sure. I mean, maybe he's on like a pitch count or something yeah. in practice. Um, I mean, he is the fourth string running back. Like right. Yeah. I mean, I think. He's a good fourth string running back. I think he, he's going to make this team. I mean, nobody in the group of non Sproles, Sanders, and Howard has stood out. Like, even Wendell Smallwood's having a very quiet camp. Yeah. So, um, Bo- it, the Boston Scott hive has quieted down, too. <laughs> yep. It's been rough. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, I think their four running backs are set, barring injury. All right. Here's one guy that we haven't talked about much because he's been banged up, and I think you and I both think he might not make the team. Blake Countess. Yeah, I think he's done. I, I, I think when I, you, I, I think we both didn't think he was as much of a lock as everybody else seemed to approach him as. Yeah, he's been battling a hamstring injury recently. We're assuming, we're presuming that that's what the two injuries he had before were. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I you can't 
make the club in the tub or whatever they say. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said that wrong uh, the other day. Yeah, and, what did I say? Same thing, Garnacle. You can't make the team in the tub or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. So well, we know me. That's kind of we know me. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's gonna have a very difficult time making this team. I could see that him being a guy that they put on uh, IR after the 53-man cut, and then maybe bring him back in case they have injuries. But Andrews and Dejo's are in his spot on this team. The coaches are rave. That's the one thing. You brought up the coaches. Yeah. The coaches raved about him. Um, and I think that that's notable. Uh, I think he and LJ Ford are definitely making this team. You can say goodbye to that extra compensatory pick. This team wants to win a Super Bowl. Here we go. That's basically what their mindset needs to be. I agree. Um so Andre Dillard, I know, I think we raved about him pretty good after the game. No, we talked more. I don't even know if we really talked about him on Thursday. Actually, I think about it because we were so focused on a quarterback who must not be named. <laughs> um, but Andre Dillard, he had a really good game on Thursday. For sure. He obviously is an intense practicing player. And he's kind of, he's been good off camp, honestly. I mean, he's had battles of sweat. And I think he's won more of them than he's lost. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder which is weird for a first round pick but he wants to prove his toughness and I think he's gone about doing that the right way I agree alright we can end on let's end on JJ or Sega Whiteside I wouldn't say he's had an amazing camp uh, I would say he's had an interesting camp he kind of disappeared for about a week and a half he's been better for the last like yeah he had a good preseason game like yeah. that was a very good preseason game for him I think once the he's struggled in padded practice which is weird because he is like a very physical guy yeah. and like a bigger guy but I think he's just kind of getting the timing right and it just didn't seem like Carson Wentz and him had the chemistry that they did in the offseason program but they, they're slowly but surely getting it back because he's been working with the second third and first straight like he's been moved all the way around I think he's going to have this is a big preseason for him because I think he's going to have a lot of time to prove himself um, he's not he's not going to be a superstar like right off the bat it's yeah. just not going to happen but I do think he'll have an offensive role this year who are, who are you most intrigued to watch on Thursday Cody Kessler I mean I, th- that's the story shaking, shaking my head <laughs> but I mean that, like that's the story like he, you know he was dismissed from Jacksonville he is a guy who is now trying to become a serviceable journeyman backup number two um I think that he's good enough to, to, you know, last three to six games behind Carson Wentz if needed. Um, I, you know, I'll reiterate, I think if Carson goes down, you're done. Um, but he's interesting. Another guy I'm really interested to see is if Mark Michelle can kind of yeah. expand on himself, I think. I mean, he needs to do that every week to make the team, so. Right. I think another guy that, that's very interesting is... Um, uh, DeAndre Hall, just because I think he's had like a quiet but good camp, um, and he's like facing a very high, very long odds. Yeah. yeah, long odds, and then um, you know Trayvon Hester. I think Trayvon Hester is a guy who's a, who can really stick out and and make some noise. And their offense, the Jaguars' offensive line, especially the depth groups, are terrible. So he should be able to eat. And Josh Sweat is another guy who got mixed reviews. So I'm sure Jordan Mailata who. Like it seemed like some people thought he was awful. I the one like I didn't watch every one of his plays, but the ones I saw weren't good. And then there are people who were like raving about him. So I'm I am gonna look a little more at how he plays on Thursday. I would say because yeah. it's a big game for him. Yeah, I think I think all these offensive linemen. I mean, Matt Pryor is a guy that even the coaches were like, yeah, he kind of overextended at times. Like this is I I always look at the first preseason game kind of in like a vacuum because it's like 
nerves and all this other stuff. Half the guys in this game have either not played in a very long time or have never played in an NFL game or they're probably pretty bad. <laughs> so now you've kind of got that perspective. And I think, you know, Clayton Thorson, if he gets playing time, it's entertaining for us one way or another. Uh, you know, man, we are going to get some like letters about <laughs> Clayton Thorson after this one, but we're not um, the only ones done. This. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm looking forward to our post game, which we will talk about everything. What can we get on. mad about this yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about everything. I, know, I enjoyed that pod. I know some people uh, did, some people didn't, but I had fun. Well, that's all that matters, Zach. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for listening to the No Huddle Show podcast. Make sure to download, subscribe. Uh, download, subscribe to all of our platforms that we got going. Um, you know, we'll, we will talk to you after the preseason game against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Duval. Uh, Zach. The return of Mike K to Jacksonville, by the way. Yeah. You didn't mention that. It took us this long. You, I was hoping we would. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll talk to you soon, man. Uh, I guess that's the thing. <laughs> you, were, you were great until the end there. You just, yeah, maybe you should. Oh, this is the rough cut. We're keeping this, this in. Is, this is a rough cut. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening.